Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I talk about two major topics. The first one being Cambridge Analytica, and I sort of like research on like how they're advertising with their political campaigns or also with their other clients. And the other thing is a story that I want to talk about that I wanted to develop this week. And I talk a little bit about the specifics of like how I want to develop it and why I actually stopped developing it. So let's jump right into this week's episode of the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. It's a Monday this time, not recording on a Sunday as usual. It's one day later and I want to talk about a few things. Um, I think the first thing that I want to cover, which just um, came to me today, was a talk by the CEO or like former CEO of Cambridge Analytica. It's basically the advertising agency or data analyst agency that worked for the Trump campaign, as you probably at this point know. Um, and he was giving a talk on like the general gist of like how they advertise, what techniques they use. Um, and I think it, it always fascinates me just to see what other people are doing. And it really doesn't matter what they're doing. Um, I'm really unpolitical about this because I'm just interested in like how, how they market, how they use their techniques and not like what they do with them. Um, it's obviously, I think, important to debate who they're working for. If they, for example, would work for um, former Nazis, that would obviously be a bad thing. And But I think it's like with every single tool that's out there, um, there's always um, positive things and also negative things. Like that's something that you can avoid. And a great teacher that I had back in school um, used to say like every tool, like basically what I just said, like every tool has negatives and positives. Um, it's like with a knife, you could either put some butter on your bread or you can fucking kill someone. And I think having that mentality of like understanding, okay, you ha- can use a tool for something positive, but you also have to be aware of that every tool has negatives. And that's basically um, th- something that applies to a lot of things. And I think also to the techniques that Cambridge Analytica was using or maybe now under a different name is still using and putting in place. Um, and I don't really completely understand the whole debate around targeted advertising. I would love to discuss that with someone that is like highly opinionated because I just don't understand it. Maybe because I'm just coming from a marketer's perspective when I look at this issue and then I just think like it's the greatest fucking thing ever. Um, being able to customize your um, messages more and your communication to the target audience and diversifying it and stuff and for that reason I'm just like excited for the options that we're getting as we further continue in the future of digital marketing and I'm just like (laughs) I just think it's amazing but I would love to debate with someone like what would be the bad thing about it and why so many people complain about it and he was I I do have to be honest here he was giving a great talk Um, at the end he was sort of like um, highly criticized for working with the Trump campaign pretty obvious if it it was a talk in Germany um, at this conference called OMS R, I think. Yeah, I think it's called OMR. If you want to research it, just Google OMR um, and then Cambridge Analytica. I think it will pop up. It's a video. It takes, I think, half an hour or something. It was pretty interesting to see the difference. And the main takeaway that I got from this talk that he gave, um, obviously, he's sort of like this weird guy. <laughs> um, 
because everybody in there is like sort of like these marketing people of like funny funky people and then there's like this super nerd with like slicked back hair he's wearing a suit um and speaks like this british accent like really like a like a nerd literally but like i mean he's doing some pretty astonishing things i would say like he has cool capabilities let's just say like that um i don't want to discuss like in what ways he's using these techniques and capabilities um that's a different topic but just like he he knows some interesting stuff and for that for that reason i was interested in like researching him a little bit and understanding like what they're all about um when they existed like they're they don't exist anymore that's the thing but like back then i think this talk was in 2018 or something so yeah and the main takeaway that i got from this talk was that he was diversifying between targeted advertising that's based on um what was it called again on gender um so on these different demographics and he was diversifying between the demographics and was um pretty much putting into place a way better way of advertising which is behavioral targeting and that was i think an interesting thing because when you look at it and he gave this pretty much easy example um he gave two personas and they're both identical and they're blonde female um 36 something working at a nine-to-five job um living in new york and new zealand for example Um, And he was saying, like, why the hell would they get the same message just because they're a woman? (laughs) And I think that is an interesting thing, because um, when you think about it, just because you're, or let's say just because you're a 13-year-old teenager, or just because you're an 80-year-old that lives in a, I don't know, lives in a outback neighborhood, like, just because you live there should you get the same message and he also said like an example of like an african woman should every african woman get the same message and that was pretty interesting because that made me realize heck no they they really shouldn't i mean it's still better to um target on like the demographics than to just target every like not to target just to put out messages like at random and um target everybody like it's still better to customize more but when you think about it it would be better to target on behavior or also personality which speaks into behavior so the way that you um for example think about the environment the way that you respond to brands do you are you influenced by um cool looks are you influenced by by a brand basically that's what i'm trying to say here or do you look at the price so for those different types of people you would create different messages when you target them when you advertise and i think that was an interesting shift to still question the way that we're doing it today quote unquote in the digital marketing space in terms of like um targeting on demographics um which is as i said like a better step than to do i don't know like tv advertising for example because it's targeted better but it would be even better if you do it on a behavioral level and they were talking on this concept called the ocean um concept you can google that i tried to understand it but it's a little bit more complicated so i can't really explain to you so far it basically goes into like um 
giving every single person on this earth some sort of grade or like sort of, I don't know, like framework to categorize them into certain buckets, how their personality works. And then you can basically put them into different segments and then you can advertise to them. Um, the way, so in, in theory, that's a great thing. But when you look at like how you execute that shit, it's a little, more, a little bit more difficult because then you get into heavy privacy issues, just as Cambridge Analytica did. And you have to steal information because the question is like, how do you get that behavioral information? Basically, in their algorithm, I thought that it was taking also a look at the way that people behave. For example, when they are people that respond better to brand advertising or to direct, I mean, like direct offers of like discounts and stuff. I thought that the Facebook algorithm was already doing that, but it's probably not to such an extent that it's really super efficient as like comparing it to how Cambridge Analytica handled those situation of behavioral targeting. And I think that's an interesting topic because the question is like, okay, it's definitely better behavioral targeting or um, putting it on top of demographic targeting. The only question is like, first of all, the privacy issue, like how people respond, how the general public responds to these issues. Um, and then the next question is like, how do you get that those informations? And you you know they got that through sort of like illegal ways. <laughs> you could I I think you could literally say that that these were illegal ways um and i think the question is like yeah it is better but now the question becomes like how can you implement it how do you work with it how can you use behavioral targeting um and the way that i thought about it right now is in the testing phase of um before you scale the facebook ads up you could take advantage of that knowledge of the ocean principle of these personality traits and i think in that way you could maybe influence um your ad creation through the ocean um principle or the ocean you know, like framework and create different ad sets according to the different personality traits and then the algorithm might maybe um combine these different behavioral um segments with your ads so that that's sort of how how I would think about it right now. Um, I don't really exactly know how Cambridge Analytica did it in, for example, the Trump campaign, but and also in many other political campaigns. Um, but I, I've, I've just seen something. So first of all, they use sort of this app where you, so in Facebook there, you could, I, I don't know if, if it's still a thing that you can have these apps on Facebook, but they did um, create or buy the data from these apps where you have these surveys of like personality quizzes and stuff. And I think that's where they got the information from. The question for me is just, um, so yeah, you collected those data points, but how do you connect the information that you got from already data that you got from the surveys and how do you connect them to the Instagram pages or like any different, so different um, targeted groups. Um, that's something that I would like basically the audiences um, if I talk in literal terms. Um, so the question for me is like, how is how did they create a connection there? I maybe might research that, but I, I just think in general, it was an interesting talk, um, seeing someone that did something new, something that's never been done before 
um, other than like his own firm did it. I'm not saying in the Trump campaign, but like he or they, the firm used that in different campaigns around the world. And I think that is something that you definitely need to debate because I think this is really, really close when you go into behavioral targeting you have to be super aware of the fine line between marketing and manipulation or persuasion and manipulation. And I think that's something that you need to be aware of and you need to look at the ethics. And that's probably something where Cambridge Analytica stepped over the line into the territory of manipulation, which is obviously not a good thing. And for this reason, they had to close the firm um, after the campaign and after like their big media scandal and stuff. So... I, I just thought that it was an interesting perspective to look at how they thought about marketing. And I definitely want to research more on behavioral marketing. That's the first thing. And the other thing is like a little bit more about him and also Cambridge Analytica and how they use certain strategies. Because as I mentioned before, you could, you can always use a tool for positive ways or for bad ways. And if they used it for bad ways because they were manipulating certain people you can also use these strategies for good so that's why i'm interested in them and want to know more and generally broaden the awareness of targeting and advertising another thing that i did this week is i started to put down some ideas on a story that i might want to write and it all popped off from i don't know how the conversation got started but we came to this topic of like okay there's people that are suicidal and i just felt like whenever people approach me and say like i want to kill myself the first thing that pops into my mind because i just can't emphasize with them because i just have a complete different paradigm of thinking about things and that's why i the first thing that comes to my mind is like before you would kill yourself i would literally do some insane shit that i could do because i'm gonna kill myself afterwards um and i do have to be a little bit um i don't like cautious here because there could be people that take this the wrong way and i'm not saying that suicide is a good thing just look at it from a really extra abstract viewpoint um as i'm doing right now and then you might understand where i'm coming from me not being able to emphasize with people that want to kill themselves because i'm just like okay you are going to kill yourself why don't you i don't know do some crazy shit like instead of killing yourself be in bed 24 7 and watch netflix and be on government benefits like you know what i'm saying like why don't you do some crazy shit or like move somewhere or rob a bank and run away with the money and then kill yourself you know what i'm saying like like do some crazy shit before it's before it doesn't matter anyway because you're gonna kill yourself um and that sounds maybe a little bit abstract and a little bit weird at first but i felt like that could maybe be a cool story like a guy or a person um that wants to kill themselves and then before killing themselves um they want to do some crazy shit they want to turn up they want to i don't know like rob a bank as i mentioned or kill someone that would be sort of like a much more difficult story um but like do some crazy shit like rob a bank or i don't know get fat eat ten thousand burgers like do some crazy shit because it doesn't matter anyway you know what i'm saying like and that's um the idea that popped off in my head and i wanted to 
write down the idea and maybe develop the story or the possibilities of the story a little bit further. Me being really interested in storytelling. Um, the great book that I can recommend everybody that wants to get deeper into storytelling or understand storytelling and that can be on a broad spectrum. But in general, understand story is the book The Anatomy of Story by John Thruby. I don't know if it's if I pronounce it the right way, but you're gonna find it. It's it's literally the Bible of storytelling. It talks about like everything, how to write a good story. And it's a really thick book with really small um, font sizes. And that that's why I'm saying that it's like the Bible of storytelling, because it literally is. So I researched and I the motivation for me behind this, behind that story or that premise of or I story idea was that I wanted to understand and emphasize with people that want to kill themselves. I wanted to understand like why does someone want to kill themselves? Um, and I was definitely aware when I was noting down these ideas and like these you know, like concepts of the story that I have to be really um aware of the different dynamics that are going on when someone is suicidal and someone wants to kill themselves um then and it's definitely not an easy story to write because you have to be aware of so many different things and really be cautious that you don't hurt any feelings or you i don't know cause a big media scandal if if you look like way 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 uh far ahead far ahead into the future of like when the movie or the story would come out those are all things that I always was considering before writing the story because I think they're important. Um, if I want to invest some more time into further developing the story, I do want to be aware of those things. Um, and I was researching, I was noting down, I had this great sense of an idea of this broad story of like the gist of it, so to say. Um, and then I was trying to research on why do people really want to kill themselves. And that pretty much put me into a different spot in terms of like looking at the story because I just felt like oh shit if I do want to write the story this is gonna be a heavy thing it's gonna be like really emotional maybe even dangerous because I don't know how suicidal um thoughts work and if it's literally like a virus that you could get and if I could become suicidal through I'm developing the story. I don't know. <laughs> I hope not, but I don't know if I need to be aware of those things and be maybe on the lookout to not write the story because I could become suicidal because I write the story. Because what I have, what I actually um, read in this research was that people could become suicidal if they write about death and suicidal thoughts. So that's literally what I was doing if I would write the story and putting down the story idea so that's the reason why I was a little bit um <laughs> shocked that I can really probably write the story because it's just I just don't want to become suicidal that's why I actually stopped continuing um developing the story and what I what it actually turned out to be was that was something that I was already aware of before like the whole idea that people don't kill themselves, but still want to kill themselves, but don't do it because they are too afraid. They're too afraid to end their life, and therefore they live in misery, but all, all the time talk about killing themselves. 
Um, I was aware of that dynamic with suicidal people, but what I wasn't aware of was basically that I would have to twist the story um, to not be delusional or to make it a fun thing because that that's not a f- that's probably not going to become a fun story um, because it's just a topic that's really really you have to really be careful with that topic and with touching so many different points where there's a lot of people a lot of feelings a lot of actually lives depending on this topic and that's definitely something where I would need to do a lot of research before and being aware of a lot of factors um but what it basically made me realize is if I would do the story in a way that I want to do it and I don't want to be disrespectful in any way or do like some sort of comedic shit um I would want to do something that's really thoughtful and if I want to do that or if I would want to do that I would need to change the story um that the motivation of going crazy like for example robbing a bank or killing someone or um stealing this or that or cutting off the entire internet for a whole city um like doing some crazy actions that they wouldn't be to just just for fun turn up because you're gonna end it afterwards they would the motivation behind doing those actions would be to be pressured to kill yourself because you don't have any other options because you would go to jail or you have to, you would have so much um stress afterwards that you pretty much use these actions and the um the i don't know like the aftermath as an excuse or as a power tool to finally do it because i would what i read in my research on people that are suicidal is uh, there was this one comment because i was reading comments i think that's really um in this time and age one of the greatest things in terms of research in i think a lot of things marketing storytelling um really many different things um is reading comments on also literally everywhere there could be facebook youtube amazon um some book reviews like literally everywhere um some forums it's also amazing probably to research there and they were people that were describing suicidal states as being in this sort of like absolute misery like someone was explaining this to me or like sorry not to me <laughs> in this comment that you could emphasize with them if you think about you wake up you're in this dark room you're um, constantly afraid of everything and there is this door that you want to open and if you open this door everything will go away and basically that door is the suicide but you are afraid to open that door um, and that gave this story idea a whole different twist because that meant for me um now being aware of that sort of dynamic of suicidal people would mean that this person that wants to kill himself but doesn't have the guts to do it would have to act crazy not just to turn up just to have fun but to um the motivation behind it would be to have a reason to kill themselves to finally do it and there's i'm literally using words from this research of like finally doing it finally ending it um and that's getting in that's getting into territory that i'm not super comfortable with anymore and that's where i stopped actually developing the story because i was just unsure if i want to go there if that's a topic that is um that i can develop in a good way and not end up in total misery myself as i mentioned before i don't know if it's a good thing to write about suicide as i mentioned um in my research i found that people become suicidal through 
writing suicidal texts, for example. Um, so that's sort of like this dynamic of like, I don't want to really diver- further develop the story because I don't want to become suicidal, obviously. Um, so that's where I stopped the story. But I don't know, like, it, I, I think I wanted to... I never wrote a story, really. I learned a lot about storytelling. Obviously, like in the scope of my life, I didn't learn shit about storytelling, but um, I learned something about storytelling and I never had the chance to apply it because I don't really, I'm not a writer. I have so many different things to do um, that I don't really uh, write a lot of stories. And that would be the first time me applying and researching and understanding stories. by doing it, not by reading or consuming information, but by actually doing it and exercising and trying out. And that's that was sort of also the motivation for me to get into this story idea. But I, I it, it could still be an interesting thing. I just don't want it to be comical or want to... I want it to be taken serious and I also don't want to offend any people. And I think that's a topic where you could offend people in a major way, especially people that are like suicidal. Um, and that's sort of like the reason why I would need to do more research to understand them better. And if I really want to commit to this story. So yeah, that was just something that happened this week. Because at first I thought that would be an amazing story. I want to write the whole thing right now. And then when I got into the research, I felt like, is this really a great idea? But I noted it down, so it it, it and I, now I told you, so it won't be gone. But I'm just at the moment unsure if it's a good thing to develop a story like this. Um, I think I want to cover um nothing else this week other than that I'm still working on the issue. I finished the the client work for this one client. Um, we got a. Not a client coming up where I need to do some work, but I finished the prior work. Um, Now it's really all about lead sourcing. And then after that, the things that I mentioned is the website, is the content strategy for my personal brand, developing that as well as developing a content strategy for the agency. So all of those things are like sort of like what's coming up this week. Um, Not really anything special like that's popping out of there that I could tell you about. Um, I want to read some books because I got a hand on a few nice books that I want to read. Um, I just need to really find the time because it's a little difficult for me to find time to read books. Um, But other than that, that's pretty much what's going to come up this week. So thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. And we're going to see us in the next podcast episode. Bye. (laughs) 